0: Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. We are looking at... a opportunity to encourage pastors' wives just because I know the difficulties and the sometimes the hardships, the overwhelming situations that come to pastors and their wives. And it, it touches every person, every believer, because we have an enemy. And we know the devil is out to discourage and would love for us to quit. But I'm here today to encourage your heart So that if you're in the midst of a situation that feels like you could be drowning in hurt and in difficulty, I want to give you God's word to encourage you to keep on keeping on. We have opened up to Psalm 63, where we have found that David is in this trial where he is in a wilderness because of the hardship of his own son, Absalom. And we look and see that David is so overwhelmed by the situation that it feels like a wilderness to him. And I have likened it to feeling sometimes in ministry like I am drowning. Being in water over your head and feeling like you're drowning is a desperate situation. And a lot of times in ministry, things come to us, disappointments, hurts by people, betrayals by friends. And it feels like we are literally drowning. But God steps in to give us his word. And when David is running from his own son, Absalom, Psalm 63, we find that he is parched. He's so thirsty for his God that he runs to the Lord. And then we also saw that this wilderness and this hardship made David praise God. And if there's nothing else that you and I can be thankful for and praising the Lord for right now, we can praise him for who he is. And David had a heart of just thanking God that he would satisfy him. His loving kindness was better than life, he told us in Psalm 63. Now we're going to look today and be reminded that a storm makes us ponder And that's what happened to David. In verse 6 of Psalm 63, David begins to ponder, and he says, When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watches, that's when he is praising God, Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. David is pondering, and he's thinking about God. He's remembering that God has been his help in times past. Now, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you are going through a huge trial in your personal life or in your ministry, what do you think about? Most often, what comes to our mind is the offense, the things that people have said, the hurts that we have experienced. We dwell on it. We rehearse it over and over and play it again and again in our mind. It's like we rewind the tape and we play it again and again. But instead of that, David says that we must remember God's goodness. Because David, every time he looked behind him, he remembered all God had done for him. He said, I remember that You were my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Last time we talked about how sometimes we feel like God has hidden his face from us. But David says, I remember that I'm underneath the shadow of your wing. God is never far from us. He's always there. And David is praising God for his goodness. You know, David is remembering that God's mercy was pursuing him. God had protected David from King Saul many times, from so many cruel enemies. David had been a lifesaver for about 400 men in a cave, and he encouraged them, and he gave them truth. We read about that in Psalm 34, and now David is rehearsing God's goodness in his own mind. Now it's time to tell himself what God has done. David is remembering that in Psalm 55, David said, It was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man, my equal, my guide, mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel and we walked together in the house of God in company." David is saying, I was betrayed by friends, but Lord, you've never forsaken me. You've been so good to me. And you know, as ministry wives, you and I have been, if you will, we've been like the lifeguard for other people. And now here we are, we're in deep water. We feel like we are drowning. How do we rescue ourselves? We need to open up our journal and remember, like David did, What has God done for you in the past? How has he proven himself faithful to you? How have you seen him answer prayer? How have you seen him move in in your life and do great and mighty things? We've got to remember what God has done for us in the past so it can encourage our heart today. Because you see, if we only remember the hurts and offenses of the past, it's like diving into shallow water. And you know that when you dive into shallow water, somebody's going to get hurt. And it's not the people that are watching, it's the diver. That would be you and me. If we only look at the offenses and continue to dive into those, we are going to hurt ourselves. But instead, we need to ponder what good things God has done and encourage our heart with it. Ponder that instead. That's like diving into deep water. Oh, you know, we can never come to the end of it. All that God has done for us. So if you find yourself rehearsing the offenses, rehearsing the words that were said, the looks that you got, stop. You're diving into shallow water. And you're going to hurt yourself. Remember God's goodness instead. What else can we ponder? We can remember Christ's suffering. Hebrews twelve three says, For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. If we only consider our own hurts, we are going to be weary. We are going to faint. We're going to crumble. But we must remember that Christ suffered more for us than we ever will. Where is God when the innocent suffer? A lot of people ask that question. And I ask you, dear pastor's wife, friend, where is God while you are suffering? He is in the same place he was when he watched his son suffer at the hands of cruel men. He's there. He sees. Remember Christ's suffering for you and be thankful. You know, I think David also remembered his enemy's end. David knew God was going to take care of them. Psalm 63, verses 9 through 11, he says, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king, and he's talking about himself, shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. David's reminding himself, this might be going on right now, but one day God is going to make it stop. It will come to an end and the truth will come out. We've got to remember that God is in control. Vengeance is God's and he will repay. Corey Tinboom said that when a train goes through the tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. So sit still and trust God right now. You don't see the end, but God does. And you know, we also need to remember bitterness is consequence. If you and I let our hearts get bitter in the midst of turmoil and difficulty in ministry, we will become bitter. Paul tells us in Ephesians 4.31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor be put away from you. And Hebrews 12.15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I'll never forget going one time to the Upper Peninsula to Lake Huron in the month of December. It was so cold that day that as waves were crashing to the shore, the water would freeze up a little bit higher every time the water came to the shoreline. And over a period of hours, the waves became over 10 feet tall and it created like an icy wall. It was really kind of like an eerie sight, a really frightening scene. You see, it didn't start out an icy wall. It started off just as a little tiny bit of ice on the shore. It happened over time. And, you know, I think that's such a great picture of what can happen to our hearts if we let an offense or hurtful words or criticism that's spoken up over us just become bitterness in our heart. An icy wall begins to form. And literally, those walls up in the Upper Peninsula can even turn into icy caves with ice that forms a foot deep into the lake. And when we don't respond correctly to hardships in the ministry, it's as though an icy cave is forming in our heart. And the bad thing about that is not only does it keep me from being fruitful in ministry, it isolates me from people. It makes me want to keep a distance from people. And it also keeps me from maturing in my Christian life. Oh, friends, we need to be so careful that we don't let hardships and difficulties in ministry turn us into that useless, icy Wall. Let's keep our hearts tender by remembering all that God has done for us. If you are looking to become a swimmer, there are some encouragements that are given in being safe in the water and enjoying it. Four things never swim alone, make sure you wear a life jacket, don't let fear keep you from enjoying the water, and keep your own swimming pool inviting. Can I take those four things and encourage you about ministry? Stay in the ship. You need to stay in the fellow ship. Don't swim alone. You need to keep other people around you. Have other people in ministry around you to encourage your heart. The second ship is worship. Make sure that you stay in God's word. Get up early like David did and spend time with God. The third ship that we need as pastors' wives is discipleship. Pour your life into somebody else. And don't worry about the fact that they could turn on you someday. Why don't you just expect it? And if you're expecting it, you can be prepared, and you're not going to be surprised enough to drown. Do it for God's glory. Disciple somebody else. And the last ship that we need to stay in as pastors' wives is companionship. Make your own home a haven for you and your husband. The two of you are a team. Don't let this hardship in your ministry drive a wedge in your marriage. Make your home a haven that you can enjoy together. You can pray together. You can point each other to the truth. So let's look at our hardships as a passageway to growth rather than an ocean that can drown us. God wants to use your difficulty to mature you and make you even a better minister for the gospel. You do not have to drown. Run to Psalm 63 and be encouraged by David, be encouraged by our sweet Savior. Go to my blog, RefreshHer.com for more encouragement about ministry life and your life in general as a Christian woman. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?